Welcome back to yet another edition of the Hosni Mubarak Show. It is your host Hosni Mubarak. Of course, this week's episode is brought to you by the Afrosphere album. The person that is actually our guest this week is the producer of the Afrosphere album. If you have not yet gotten a hint right up to this point, I promise you, you will get it eventually. You will get it eventually, but... Nonetheless, um, he's a songwriter, a guitarist, record producer, and visual artist, and that is none other than JC Muyonjo. If you haven't, oh god, I can't believe I'm saying this, but anyway, <laughs> I just hope I really pray for your soul if this is the first time you're hearing this name because he has definitely been one of the most prolific and specifically exclusive artists in Uganda. If you haven't yet listened to his album, Afrosphere album. Go make sure you go to his page on Instagram, JC Muyonjo. Click the link in his bio. You will definitely be able to get it right there. And you chime in, share in, listen in to as much as you can. And share the songs to as many people as you can as well. For my content producers, for my content creators as well, make sure that you create your content around his music so that you can be able to reach as many people as it should and as it deserves. Let's get into the pod. <laughs> Hola, JC. Hello, Hosnio. Hi. Do you speak French? Uh, no. How many languages do you speak? Uh, I speak uh, Kitara and English. Runya Kitara? Yeah, all those uh, encompasses uh, Western languages. Ah. ah plus Luganda. Huh. Okay, how is the Luganda, though? It, it don't seem like your Luganda is quite... I mean, from from your songs, your Luganda seems too polished. <laughs> <laughs> just being honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, my Luganda is is uh, textbook Luganda. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. You know, yeah, especially if you're hinting it in in, in a lyric, you do, you don't want to del you don't want to dwell on it so much. You just hit in it and then get back to you know. And get right back to it. Yeah, yeah. Get, get back, back to, to your stronghold. Do <laughs> <laughs> that. And you know, I mean, that sounds like that's actually led on with the, with the question: How many languages do you speak? But mm. again, Runya Kitara, is it from the Chwezi? Ideally, uh, yeah, I'd say that ah, Runya Kitara, okay, the empire ideally. Ah, so, so yeah. are you saying that? Are you saying? Are you asserting that the empire was okay? The, the most of the Western tribes broke mm. off from, you know, the Chwezi. Is is it something like that? Yeah, yeah that's what they broke off from. Even I think Buganda at one point. Uh, yeah, even Buganda. Even Buganda was Chwezi. If I'm not mistaken, Bantu. Most of the Bantu tribes within Uganda were all under the same empire. Ah, but how come? I mean, history tells us that the the Bantu came from. Is it the the, the Cameroon Highlands? I don't know if I was I was not a fan of history back in the day, mm. but I do remember something like that. Mm. Uh, Bantu. But, yeah, there's something like that. Yeah, okay, the, the, no, I'm going to go into history, listen, I can't remember. <laughs> I feel you, yeah. The, the, the Chwezi. Yeah. They were there before the Winyo Kitara Empire. Okay. Uh, but they, I think history says they came from Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. No, uh, certain tribes from Ethiopia came down, they conquered, but they are mm-hmm. one of the only empires that was able to assimilate the land language of the people that they formed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as compared to other empires would come when they would take over you would have to learn their culture while these guys when they came they learned yeah. the cultures of 
the people that were so there's an assimilation yeah so you see uh, western ugandans and randis uh, you look at certain ethiopians you see a similarity right yeah yeah for sure but because they assimilated uh-huh. yeah but when they came and took over it's not because it's not that the bantu all migrated at the same time they yeah. were they were conquered by these people and okay. who created the empire then they left the empire for uh, they left to Bunyo Kitara. Yeah. Vito, the Luo Vito, uh-huh. who came and eventually took over the whole, uh, uh, the kingdom, I mean, the empire that uh, the Vachese had left behind. Yeah. yeah. Dang, well, I don't know, but uh, I, I feel, I get this feeling, I get this, uh, what do they call it? I get this kind of like a recoup surge urge in my mind that mm. you were perhaps one of your history, your history teacher's favorite students. <laughs> no, I love history. <laughs> Regardless of whether the teacher, <laughs> I just love history. Yeah. What what, what what were your favorite subjects back at school? Of course, history. Explosion. Art. Art. Definitely art. Loved art. I'm really good at that. Uh, I'm also an art teacher anyway. So. Where? Uh, Southern Hills International. Okay. In Kololo, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, economics. Those are my subjects really. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, does it is it is it like you you often do like your paintings or perhaps before I even tried to be very specific, what kind of art are you a fan of? Mm, right now, my niche is digital painting. I'm a digital painter. Okay. I'm not, I'm traditionally trained. Yeah. As a fine artist, because I went to school for it. I did industrial fine art. Yeah. Art. But uh, my niche is digital painting. I gravitated towards it because it's just really dope and amazing and very efficient yeah yeah for sure you don't you don't really have to get your hands dirty in it (laughs) (laughs) yeah you don't have to do that but it's uh, it's okay to get your hands dirty only that i like i like the possibilities of what you can do with it Mm -hmm. the 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 possibilities really the the endless Mm -hmm. the things you can do are endless okay so i reckon did you did you teach yourself that or you went somewhere and you got told like the, the digital bit of it uh, I taught myself. Ah, okay. Myself. Yeah. Okay. I, I think it's, it's it's because you'd notice that the world has moved so fast ahead of you. Yeah. And you're like, what am I going to offer if all I can bring is what artists ten years were doing, mm-hmm. ten years ago were doing? So I had to find something that really would make me stand out. And there are, there are a few digital artists already existed. Yeah. There were times it was Quizera. Okay. Uh, Easyware. Yeah. So if if someone is listening in right now, like let's say they wanted to also get onto the the digital art, you know, boat and squad, mm. how did you firstly as an individual, how did you pick on the interest? Because clearly, when you're being taught, I don't think anybody that was you know standing right before the rest of your seated was mm. doing anything like that, you know. So how did you touch base with it? What was your first experience like, and where did you learn it from? Uh, very curious, actually. So the internet. You look at artworks and you know this couldn't be achieved traditionally. Hmm. You look at art pieces, you're like, no, this is not not done by on, on canvas and brush. Yeah. So I began to research and I figured that well, these guys are using tablets. Yeah. Using which guys? Or oh, the artists that I was looking at online. Do you remember his name? No, no, there's so many. Okay, there's one, uh-huh, okay. one artist, one artist that I mentioned. It's called uh, Sam Sprat. Okay. He has done a lot of artworks for like uh, album art covers for huge artists. Uh, yeah. Like I think Childish Gambino, uh, Logic. 
So it's one of the digital painters that really inspired me. Yeah. Yeah, you'd see his process. Then I, I decided to, to learn. I got a... I was contracted, I think, by IHK to create artwork, but they didn't yeah. want traditional paintings. Yeah. So I had to solve the problem of I don't paint traditional paintings. Mm-hmm. And then they wanted prints. Yeah. So, and prints are just idyllic pictures of your paintings. So for me, it didn't make sense for me to paint over 40 paintings. Yeah. And just take <laughs> pictures of them. Yeah. And sell them at a smaller price. So I decided, no, I'd rather do something which I can just print. Mm-hmm. And I would keep the original copies. I mm-hmm. can really sell. Yeah. But I can also sell prints. So I own the work forever. Well, for traditional paintings, once you sell it, you have it's sold gone. your idea. Yeah, it's gone. Hmm. So selling it cheaply, it's a, it's a disadvantage to you, the artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. So, like, of course, when you give it out, I mean, to the people, let's say you do some work for me, and then you mm-hmm. made me the original copy, and then later on, I hear that you've sold some work. Do you do you tend to have these copyright issues, or that's that's more like an, a Western term? Uh, the enforcement of copyright is it can work if you it's one whatever but it's uh, it's allowed to sell several yeah. copies at a certain price. If you go to international galleries, you'll find prints of art pieces. You wouldn't buy the Mona Lisa because you'd yeah. have to spend like fifty fifty million dollars, you know. Yeah. But you can buy a print of the Mona Lisa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can have it in your home. So ideally, it's the same concept of if you want to own full rights to my digital painting. Yeah. You would have to buy it at a very expensive price but yeah. you want the artwork yet so you would part with a print of it at a price that you can afford so that becomes uh let's say democratic art you're industrializing yeah. the art in a sense mm-hmm. yeah. do, do you feel like do you feel like this is this is uh, a whole conic especially with you know the whole the, the entire education system i mean mm. while you are studying stuff but like you said you know, you find yourself uh, competing with artists that died 10 years ago, perhaps that were there 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And you come on ground, you touch base, and well, everything is just different from what you expected. And now you have to learn all the way, of course, by yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. Do, do you feel like this is this is a problem that needs to be looked at as a to-do agenda, like immediately, or perhaps it will just season out with time? Uh, I don't know. That's a very interesting question. I think it's very broad. What I would say is uh, self-awareness is the duty of every human being, you know, like the institutions won't help you. Yeah. Even if you were born abroad, of course, it depends. It depends if you're in a, if, if you're in a institution that is really trying to uh, give you the tools to handle the world that you're going to exist in. Mm-hmm. The, to a great extent, they'll help you discover your self-awareness. That's, a, that's the honest truth when it comes to like high-end schools, yeah. whereas someone who is in a school that is really low-funded and whatever, you'll notice the people that uh, are able to to reach self-awareness earlier are ones that are really going to break through in that sense. But it's always individual, individualistic. Mm-hmm. It's less of institutional. So you'll notice yeah. now if a student like that one was in a school that is privileged and advantage, is in a, an advantage. Yeah. They'll also still do the same thing, mm-hmm. but but the other person who is in a school that is in a uh, better situation has a head start. Mm-hmm. So for me, it goes back to you self awareness because no one told me the things that I know. Most of them I taught myself, and that's yeah. from self awareness. So how you teach that 
I don't know. <laughs> no, it's just it's, it's it's about your curiosity and how hungry are you? Yeah. Ideally, to to change your situation, because I think I'm not from a very privileged background, but I know that merit is what will give me an edge, hmm. and merit comes from the kind of work that I do and how unique it is and how it positions me. Yeah. So I think someone really has to be hungry at the end of the day. So if you're going to enter a market which has a lot of competition, how do you stand out? For example, when I mentioned artists that were around 10 years ago, I even mentioned that in Uganda. Because I worked in an art gallery for a while. Mm-hmm. And I noticed there's some of these artists... Which art gallery? Around. I used to work for Art Gallery. Okay. Yeah, so you notice some of these artists have been around and they've created a name and they've created a niche and they've created a market. And you're in a whole new era whole new generation mm-hmm. how do you you're either going to take the same amount of time as these people which mm-hmm. is of course going to happen to anyone but yeah. how do you bring something new to the conversation mm-hmm. and we're in a digital era you know? yeah now artwork is going into nfts mm-hmm. non-fungible yeah. tokens so yeah. how do you enter that market as well as an artist do you wait yeah to, to become as popular as a traditional artist who was popular 10 years ago or you <laughs> you find a way of breaking into uh, a new space and uh, a new domain. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts on NFTs, though? Because I mean, there's been so much, there's been so much uh, delusion about what NFTs <laughs> are, what they mean. I mean, I myself have, I really, I try, I, I went, I almost went down that rabbit hole. One of my mentors definitely mm. is creating NFTs, and she was talking about it whole night. So, anyway, I was like, I this, this ain't my space. I don't really want to go so deep. But yeah. regardless, as an individual, of course, as a digital artist, what mm-hmm. are your thoughts on NFTs? I think NFTs are going nowhere, you know, huh. because the, <laughs> the, this you're is the one whole, of those, okay. They really are going nowhere, you know, because it's backed by cryptocurrency. And yeah. Cryptocurrency is going nowhere. Huh. You know what I mean? So uh, for artists... What makes you say that, though? You know, like how the internet came? Mm-hmm like the f- different phases first the internet then social media it's it's, it's ideally like evolution mm. it, 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 there won't be an evolution of it it's not a trend you know how people thought that that bitcoin would come and go it is still here actually yeah. it's even old news now yeah so it's something you can't ignore you know when it comes to smart contracts because it cuts out middlemen mm-hmm. uh, it's encrypted you know mm-hmm. things like that and it's popular when things are popular and people are actually actively engaging them. They don't just vanish because they're actually benefiting from them. Mm. So what, what I think about NFTs is what I've noticed because I've, I've also created NFTs. Yeah, okay. It's really about communities. Yeah? The people that were making a lot of money from NFTs, especially the, the artists that we know who made like $69 million, mm-hmm. they had a lot of support from communities. They are mm. friends, you know. So mm-hmm. that's something you can't ignore, mm-hmm. which might be a disadvantage for certain African artists to a certain yeah. extent because not many people are engaged or involved. Yeah. Very few people so, even know what an NFT what an NFT is in the first place over here. Many very few. Yeah. It's, uh, if you're looking at percentage I'm, I'm sure it's zero point something. <laughs> so it is a it's a gamble. Yeah. But it's something worth doing now mm-hmm. than waiting ten years from now and you're like, oh let me get into this thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what I've noticed, yes, it's about communities, it's about uh, those circles and networks and ecosystems. Yeah. It's very important, and that's why it's important for like 
African artists to know themselves because I'm on some of those platforms. I follow some of them on Twitter and I, I see the art, African artists who are selling work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and good thing about it, if you have a good smart contract, is every time you sell an artist, depending on the contract that you created, yeah. every time, every time, if you sell it, and every time that other person sells, you get a percentage of that artwork that you sold. Mm. So it's like a, a forever, uh, if you call it, passive income. Yeah. To yeah. Certain extent. Yeah. Sure. So I think it's, it's it's a new direction that creators can just ignore. Uh, give an example. For example, uh, what's his name? musician. He released an album and he released it as an NFT and he sold it for one dollar. Mm. And uh don't he's that, a, it? no it's toy lens, yes, toy lens. Oh, okay. so, so his advantage is he has like ten million followers. Yeah. But he sold huh. okay. he sold the album at one dollar each. Yeah, yeah, but the math is interesting. Exactly. So multiplier one dollar times ten million. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and people immediately bought because as an NFT, they can resell. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole point is I can also resell your album. Yeah. Uh, of course, there's an argument somewhere to go back into SFTs. That's a whole different vibe now. But mm-hmm. the thing is, he made all that money in a minute. Yeah, definitely. You know, he, in a minute. So you see the direction these things are taking. I was also listening to Gary Vee. And it was, and Gary Vee, I think you know Gary Vee. Right? Yeah, yeah, Vine is okay. Yeah, yeah, and just talking about NFTs as well. You're like, this thing is going nowhere. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. by the way, he's he's definitely one of those guys who like have that long sight, you know. Yes. He's good at spotting these things. So yeah. So I, something that I'm not going to give up on. Hmm. But again, you know, because you mentioned the fact that most of these NFTs like are best off of community. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like when you do have a, a strong community, like you know, you guy who actually put out an album and sold it for one dollar, and yet mm-hmm. had you know a community ten million, of ten million folks, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, just waiting at the click of a button to buy everything, mm-hmm. you know. But then I'm just wondering, you know, as as an individual, of course, as an artist, as a creative, as a creator as well, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on community building? What what are some of your contributions on community building? The essence of you know the whole the whole circle. I think it goes back to even like uh, the importance of community building. I was reading this book, uh, I think it's called uh, *Sapiens* by Harari, mm-hmm. uh, and they're talking about how the Homo sapiens was able to take over all the other <laughs> different type of sapiens and whatever. Yeah. And they're talking about the importance of community and how they built community through things, even uh, things like. And gossiping, yeah, yeah. And I feel like I feel like gossip has mm. like the biggest traction for community. It has an advantage, <laughs> you know, especially for like women. Yeah. You know, not only women, even men. That yeah. is in to, who to warn you against what this person does. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it builds a Homo sapiens. Ideally, mm. if you read the book, I'm really paraphrasing, probably doing a bad job of it, but yeah, it goes back to for myself. It, it goes back to 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 ancient times yeah and i believe the importance of community for me i would i would zero down to my domain as an artist yeah. as a creative the importance of it i would see the importance of it in terms of an ecosystem mm-hmm. yeah. uh, an ecosystem that i can trade skills rather than having to pay for everything mm-hmm. and i'll be practical yeah i can yeah. trade skills yeah. Instead of me having to pay for everything, I can trade my skills. I'm a yeah. music producer. I'm an artist. What can I offer this other person? That, that they can offer me. They can offer me. Yeah. So instead of us having to really grasp and try to create and fail, because yeah. well, 
everything is expensive. So that's one aspect of community. Mm -hmm. Another, of course, building trust and bonds. Yeah. Um, so community building, I think, should be something people uh, actively do. Yeah. Yeah. Not not because I exist in the community. I'm just an existing into it. No, it's actively create the bonds because yeah. of, of what you're going to, the benefits of it ideally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, damn. But again, you mentioned something earlier that I felt mm -hmm. like, you know, we couldn't just gloss over without literally, you know, talking about it. Mm -hmm. And the whole aspect of self-awareness, you know, mm -hmm. like most folks out here are all about, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm spending time with myself. I need to know who I am. I need to, I feel like to a certain extent, that may be a dimension of self-awareness. But again, for an individual that has perhaps, you know, gotten a grip of what that is on mm. a very individualistic level, you mm. know, what, according to you, is self-awareness? Self-awareness, I think, is, is is knowing your your limitations and okay. also your strengths and, and, and putting them on a scale, ideally. Like... like <laughs> Knowing the things you can change and the things that you can't change. Okay. Self-awareness. And that comes from uh, a lot of introspection. You know, so that can be aided by the things you read, the things you consume intentionally mm -hmm. that yeah. probe your mind, probe your, your intellect, you know, your thought process. That is how, uh, what self-awareness ideally is, hmm. you know, yeah. the limitations and your... And your uh, what do they call it? Your strength. Your strength, yes. Yeah. Like intentionally knowing what those are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what are some of your limitations? <laughs> uh, so some of my limitations, let me see. I think <laughs> people would call it an excuse, but uh, <laughs> being born, uh, I don't want to call it a third, third world country. Yeah. Ah, huh. because because uh, <laughs> the history of the the history of the term is really not correct. Yeah. But like being born in a country that has limited resources, mm -hmm. yes, it it would make you uh, oh, what's the word? It, it it would make you vulnerable. Not vulnerable. Like okay, there's people who would be born in like okay. Let me give you an example. If you're born in like a plant that's in a desert that becomes really that adapts to a desert, hmm. you know. Yeah. becomes hardcore, you know? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. there's also that argument of just being born here alone makes yeah. you hardcore. But yeah, there are limitations. There's no water. You're in, you're in a desert and you need water. Yeah. But the fact that you're going to adapt and become resourceful mm -hmm. does not mean that that you're not born in a, a space or that has limitations. So for me, that's just being born in, uh, in a country that has limitations. You do things that are ahead of your time, mm -hmm. you know? If you think about it, and you feel like the rest, or you could call it institutions or the economy, somehow has not yet caught, caught up or yeah. come to terms with certain things that need to change. Yeah. So I'll give an example like industrial revolution. Well, in Uganda, we're talking about agriculture only, you know. Yet the other things that are helping other economies move forward. Mm -hmm. I'll give an example of the arts as well. Arts have definitely helped with, uh, we'd call it... Uh, uh, image branding for yeah. a country like Nigeria. Yeah, um, oh, 100%. You even go to a country like South Korea when it comes to K-pop, and they understand the importance of the creative creative platforms and creative arts. Yeah. So when you're in a, a situation like that, it's, it's easy to tap into resources. Well, mm -hmm. in, in ours, it's harder. I'll give an example of, of uh, the COVID. 
you know when musicians are stopped from performing yeah everyone ideally in a public gathering you know artists were slapped in the face you know ideally almost everyone was but to yeah. be honest if you talk to people who are in formal employment you know that mm. have have uh, health insurance and things like that artists don't have any of that yeah like none of those things exist for for artists mm-hmm. and i'm lucky that i'm i'm part-time employed yeah but if i was just fully an artist i don't know what i would have done if i was just fully a musician i don't know yeah. what i would have done so those are some of my limitations really hmm. yeah. do you think do you think that it would be a safe bet for anybody who's going to you know work on their like let's say manifest their gift mm. you know to at least have a part-time you know part-time job somewhere like at least have one of your wings flopping in somewhere that is mm. different from where the other one is flopping at do you feel like that would be the way to go do you feel like that would be a smart move yeah i think it's a very smart move you know i'm just, I'm just going to mention two statements uh you know that whole uh uh a jack of all trades yeah is a is a master of none yeah jack of all trades master of none yeah but is better than one who's a master of one Ha people don't, people people don't, don't finish don't, the quote. Yeah, yeah. they never finish it. A jack of all trades is a master of none, but better than yeah. uh, one who is a master of one only. Yeah, yeah. I think probably got it wrong a bit there, but ideally that's a concept. Then the other is the only uh, only insects that specialize. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know who said that, but I would definitely <laughs> quote it as J.C. Muyanji's quote. <laughs> it's only insects that specialize. But yeah, yeah. I, I believe a human being has so many capabilities. So why limit yourself? Yeah. You know, apply yourself in every regard. Because mm. you, if you're not limited, and you do that. You'll see the advantages of it. So I don't think people should just try and stick to one thing. Specialization was really so much during the industrial industrialization. Yeah. Uh during the industrialization, yeah, industrial area. Mm-hmm. Industrial area. Industrialization uh period. Age. Yeah, period. The age, yes. And and people people needed to work in factories, people needed to work here as nurses, you know, that yeah. time. But yeah. now we're in an age where a human being can do several several things. You can have mm-hmm. several skills. Yeah. And be self reliant. Yeah. So I think it's a very, very very safe thing to do and covid has taught us a lot of that a hundred percent you know actually yeah. i was having a conversation with one of my aunties and i was like you know covid is actually a good thing i mean of course everything has its advance but then mm. i mean it also really like opened people's eyes the mm. fact that sometimes even if you're the sweetest as you at your job you yeah. know you might as well find ways of being sweet at something else as well on the side yeah, true. you know rather than just benching on one thing and then when push comes to shove before you know it, you have been cut. You exactly. know, I don't even know what to do. Exactly, man. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's it's a funny situation. But again, when you when you spoke about uh, specialization and the fact that it's only insects that specialize, <laughs> mm. <laughs> of course, uh, it's, yeah. it's not a general statement. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, expect, sure. I'm not, I'm not expect a doctor to be a musician, and you know, there's some people that need to specialize. Yeah, but but chameleon is, isn't he? Uh, which chameleon? <laughs> no, he isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely isn't. <laughs> uh. But hey, again, you know, of course, I'm just, I'm still, I'm still very curious because now, mm. if you, as an individual, of course, you said people are not, people are very versatile. They can be able to do a hundred things, 
and mm. still be able to you know be present in each and yeah. every one of them but yeah. again of course we cannot ignore the fact that for you to be actually phenomenal not good yeah. not excellent mm. not phenomenal. amazing phenomenal mm. at something you have to be very specific mm. about it. you need to really give it enough time, time. you yeah. know so mm. how much time would you say is enough time for mm. someone to, to dedicate to something per day like for example, I do work with you. You must be doing art every single day. That's Not really, but okay. Yeah. But I've, take, I've, I've paid. I've paid the due. I've paid my time. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But again, of course, someone that wants to be good at something, because okay, phenomenal. Let's say, mm. how many hours would you say would be appropriate for them to you, practice? You, practice. Oh, you know the ten. You know the ten thousand yes, hours. Yes, that's four yeah. hours for three years. So I've done that. I know I can I can do that. I've calculated that for me as a guitarist and as a and as an artist, you know. Yeah. Uh, as a singer as well. Like I've, I I do a lot of things, and I don't think people should be aiming at being 100% the best, you know. Mm. Like you also need to figure out what is important, what's needed. You know, are, are you trying to be the uh, learn all the skills or you want to learn something that helps you communicate what you truly feel hmm. what is needed yeah so you yeah. you might realize maybe i need 60 percent of this and 80 percent of this and 30 percent of that along the way yeah like i'll give an example oh. me being a music producer and also uh, partly a, 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 a artist a sound engineer yeah yeah so I can produce, I can mix, I can master. Those are ideally the things a sound engineer would be able to do. Yeah. But I don't have to do all those. Okay. But but I have a good understanding of them. So when I'm working with another engineer, mm-hmm. I know exactly what I need. Oh, okay, you know? so okay. So there's I, there's very little time bound in, you know, thrashing. Yes, you know. So you don't have to... You, have, you just have to know what you need so yeah. you can make deductions. Yeah. You know, but of course there should be something, the principal skill, ideally. Mm-hmm. Out of all the things you do, if you think about it, you can write, you can walk, you can talk. All those are skills, man, because you don't yeah. go on with them. Yeah. And they take practice, and mm-hmm. you do them every day. Only that now, when we get into school, we are told that you need to be this. Mm-hmm. You know. Do you feel like that's a misconception? Uh, of what you need to be. Yeah. Well, the whole idea that school sells, the whole, the whole, I don't know, the whole product. I think it is because you know, to a good extent. Like I said, I'm a teacher, yeah. so at least I can give you perspectives from both worlds. Yeah. Uh, to a good egg, if you look at the world, the world is constantly changing, mm-hmm. right? While the school systems don't change that much. Yes. You know, even the way you see it does not change. Exactly. Homework doesn't change. Yeah. Well, me being able to teach in a school that is very diverse and and ready to adapt, mm-hmm. I see the importance of of how we study compared to traditional schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like us is a mantra or there's a belief that we are training our kids for jobs that don't exist yet. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. that's very it's very important because the world keeps on changing. If you look at YouTubers, yeah. You know, if a person is a YouTuber and is earning money that professors in Uganda would dream of or doctors yeah. would dream of, it's because these people one they were allowed to explore. Yeah. You know, they didn't know they'd be YouTubers, but they're allowed to explore. So you would ask yourself, what is the foundation of that type of thinking? Or whoever taught them. 
yeah. or whoever allowed them to explore. They must have given them that freedom, mm-hmm. you know, and they're not trying to make it a traditional school setting only. Oh, maybe these people broke out of that by themselves. Or you look at an example of Billie Eilish, you yeah. know, and her brother being able to they were exposed a lot. Their parents exposed them so much. Mm-hmm. And her brother being a producer in their bedroom, some of the hits they've made, many of them have been written in their bedroom. Yes. Wow. You know? And those skills that they gathered over time because their parents exposed them to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It's not because they're trying to only make sure that they box them or funnel beat them into the traditional school system. So yes, yeah. I believe it's a huge misconception. How can how can parents that of course you know sometimes uh, there can be there's a clear cut difference between awareness and ability yeah. Yeah. you know you can actually know that this doesn't work or perhaps this may not necessarily be the best for my child but then well your hands are on a leash yeah. you, you cannot necessarily be able to to you know to to, to foot the bills required. Yeah, yeah, true. To to get your children that kind of exposure, though of course you know it's quintessential, but at least you're like they're better off with a bare minimum than nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true, true. as perhaps a parent, you know, mm-hmm. that may want to give their kids a shot at this kind of exposure, this kind of experience, but mm-hmm. then are not able to, you know, do you have any perhaps any direction that you can give them that they could take and perhaps at least give their children, you know, a hint of what exposure looks like mm. or perhaps is like yeah yeah definitely. as a teacher uh, yeah, yeah no and for me uh, parents have to be so involved because it's a human being the human being is your responsibility they didn't yeah. choose to come here so you can't say man i'm not prepared you might not be but that cannot be an excuse so if you can't afford obviously like expensive schools and whatever you have to be involved in the extent that you're probing them or pushing them to self-awareness like i said earlier Reading books, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, reading books, books that help people build thought processes and 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 question the environment. Mm-hmm. And you know, one, you get books for these kids. Yeah, give them books. Get put them into summer programs, holiday programs, challenging them. You know, mm-hmm. uh, where they will have to, even if they, they, you don't have to pay millions, a lot of millions in international school, you could get them someone who's good at something and to be an apprentice mm. for a few months during yeah. the holiday. Things like that. Yeah. You know, if you notice, if you think we are paying school fees only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's a trick, you know. Yeah. It's it's actually almost like the biggest hoax that most parents run around with in their yeah. hands, you know. They assume that they school yeah. fees and their, their job is done. Mm-hmm. You know, you know? And then you blame the kid, and you don't even know what the kid is good at. You've not, you've not spent time with your child to notice yeah. what they what they gravitate towards. Yeah. Then you you get uh, angry when they don't perform at something in particular. So I have a kid brother, and for me, once he's just eighteen. Yeah. Well. And and I've been probing him and pushing him in that direction. Like, yeah. like I give him books to read. I question him. I ask. What him books do you give him? Uh, there's a there's a book that really helped me uh, called uh, Make You Today Count okay. by John C. Maxwell. Mm-hmm. So for me, yeah, I had self awareness earlier, but the certain you have to. At what age? Uh, let me see. So I think being an artist, being interested in music, 
and noticing that no one around you is doing it makes you question a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Because cool. when, when you're in class and everyone is saying, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a lawyer, like, wait a minute, no one wants to be where I want to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so it makes you question things like, am I mad or I'm just daydreaming? So mm-hmm. you, you start to really notice that, okay, I think you may be abnormal a bit. Things like that. Yeah. So if you don't question those thoughts and why you're interested in things like that, why you're moving in a certain direction, I think those are just hints of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. You, see, you know that uh, analogy of a dead fish goes with the flow? Yeah. 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 It does not swim, it doesn't swim down uh, with a stream. Yeah. But a fish that is alive swims against the, what, the tide, hmm. you know, and the, the tide makes it stronger. So ideally I felt like that because everyone else was going... Of course, not everyone. Everyone. I mean, like uh, the majority were going yeah. with the flow. Yeah. I know that they're dead fish. Maybe that's the direction <laughs> they, they, need, they, they need to go. But I needed to go in another direction. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you being able to swim against the tide builds your muscles. Yeah. You know, ideally, it strengthens your muscles. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't. I would say maybe around S five. You know, I began to. I was very confident with the fact that I wanted to be an artist. By the time yeah. I was in S five. That was about seventeen. Yeah, I knew I was going to be a musician, and I made a decision. Like, yeah. This is it. Yeah. But before that, I would try to fit in a bit, like, you know, I, the closest I'll come to was software engineer. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? But I knew I was the, one of the best artists in my class. That wow. is something that I should have leaned into more. Yeah. You know, or if my parents had had noticed, you know, it's something they would they would uh, encourage. So yeah. if you notice well, if he really does well in art. Yeah. He's one of the best. Well, get them an apprentice. Yeah. Buy them paintings. I mean, paint. Take them to art galleries. Yeah. That is how you open someone's self awareness. Take them to galleries. Let them experience sight, mm-hmm. ears, and hear with yeah. their eyes and their ears. Mm-hmm. So, like I was saying, books also help because it's like you're traveling. You know, they help yeah. probe, probe your awareness. And so, yeah, I, I do that for my kid brother, and I have noticed it growing him. Yeah. He will have when we're having conversations. He will mention things. I'm sure people his age yeah. will mention. You know. Yeah. And then you know. Okay. There's self awareness here, and For sure. it's, it's encouraging. Like, what what are some of the things that you've had him mention, and you're like, mm, this is definitely something that you know he he plowed from the book. Oh yeah, investment. Ah. Uh, okay. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to uh, financial literacy, that's something yeah. that many of us are really not taught. You yeah. stumble on things and you realize, wait a minute, I've made a lot of money, but I don't know where it went. Yeah. You know, and, and <laughs> so for my kid brother to be able to create an investment circle with his friends mm-hmm. and actually start a business and he told me how much profit he has made. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's very encouraging because yeah. he knows where his money comes from and he knows where it goes, mm-hmm. you know, rather than expecting an allowance all the time. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, you mention things like that, and then okay, my self awareness. And we assume that self awareness is only actually uh, something that uh, people that are in, uh, should I say, privileged mm. uh, are entitled to or yeah. will gravitate towards. The people even who are not educated that will have self awareness. So you see these businessmen mm-hmm. that are super rich and they didn't go to amazing schools. What do you yeah. think? You know, it's self awareness. They understood. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, financial literacy at a certain point, mm-hmm. there was there was a nexus at one point in yeah. their lives where yeah. they figured something out, and you know the epiphany came to it. Yeah. Uh, and then you will notice someone from Chikugo didn't go to Makere, yeah, or didn't go to university, yeah. But somehow he has amassed money that you would have to work five years, ten years, not even five, fifteen years to <laughs> you know yeah. to gather. 
Yeah. So that is also self awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, but what was your epiphany? You know, when you, of course, you said back in high school, you knew you were the best musician in your class. So mm. what was the epiphany like? What was like that aha moment that told you, oh my God, I think I'm the best in this whole journey? <laughs> well, okay, for certain results, like when the results will come back. Yeah. Like I was stopping my class most of the times. Okay. Uh, and I think uh, I'm also like I'm a Christian. Okay. And I listen to, I believe in purpose and things like that, uh, destiny, you mm-hmm. know. And there is a preacher, what's his name? Uh, he's from South Korea. I'm forgetting his name. There's something you mentioned of uh, where God has blessed you. Yeah. You know, the direction of the things that, the direction you're supposed to take, then you decide to take the opposite direction. Like, uh-huh. you will notice the things that you're supposed to be successful at by the things you're good at. Yeah. And those are they're supposed to be those are supposed to be like the tires yeah to your to your vehicle then you decide yeah. ah me, let me go and <laughs> take the opposite direction yet yeah. you're good at certain things mm-hmm. and yeah that's a, that's one of the things that really it was like an aha moment for me i remember really it was like an s5 then like wait i'm good at this why don't i really lean into it more huh so of course mm-hmm. when you when when you definitely you, you mentioned something about results was that like music results uh, no, or just art, general art, class. Art. Oh, art. Yeah, yes. I uh-huh. was an artist first. I'm traditionally trained as an artist. As a musician, I'm very self-trained. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So how did you key into, you know, the the whole gift of a musician? Of course, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Would you would you label music as a gift or as a talent for you? No, I think creativity is the gift. Hmm. Yeah. So anyone... Uh, music is a skill. Okay, music is not okay. When I say music is a skill, I mean like the ability to play music, to sing, to perform. All those are skills and no one is born with them. Yeah. But creativity is the gift. So you'll notice many people at one point were both a dancer and this, but they decided, no, let me just follow this particular direction. So I'll give an, ex- I'll give an example of particular artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Legend. Yeah. John Legend, the... His parents had to decide between graphics design and music. Mm-hmm. So that means he was an artist at one point, right? Yeah. Uh, Chris Brown is a visual artist. He's a graffiti artist. Clearly, we know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? I think David Bowie is an artist. Michael Jackson was an artist. Why did I to, Why do I need to go very far? Look at Da Vinci. He was yeah. a universalist. You know, you could do. He was a musician at the same time as well. He was an engineer. He was a visual artist. Yeah. So the Vinci yeah. had some songs. I didn't. Uh, yeah, he was a musician at one point. Ah, okay. Yeah. So if if you notice, the the common theme here is creativity. Yeah. Yeah. So creativity is the gift, I believe. Hmm. Then we gravitate towards the things we like and we harness them and then we practice and become good at them. So no one is born a guitarist. Hmm. No one is born. You're born with a gift as a creative. Then yeah. you decide which direction to take. Huh. It's like it's like when I was having a conversation with a friend and he told me, <clears throat> you see, when God created us, he never created us with chairs. Mm. He didn't give us beds, he didn't give us doors. Mm. But he created a tree mm. and gave us a brain. Exactly. You yeah. know? And yeah. that, that analogy, you know, hit me like a ton of bricks. And he was like, now, God, there is no way. The, the God we worship is not a main God. He's certainly mm. not a God that put us here on earth to suffer. Mm. So for every individual, we have a tree. Mm. 
But now, our job is to find that tree and then carve it out into chairs and beds and doors. Mm, true. You know, and so the whole conversation was tuning towards finding your gift. Mm. And then when you get your gift, then manifest it into the things that you want, mm. you know. But again, you, you mentioned something that I don't know. I feel like it's, I don't know whether this is juju or something. <laughs> but like every person that jumps on the podcast, they mm. always say this word. And the very moment they say it, like it happened for like the past, the, the like five guests I had in a row. And they all use this word. They all recon to bring in this word every after, every every time we harnessed, you know, we harnessed the conversation about that gift. Mm. They spoke. They said it. They said it. They said it. And I told myself now, every single person who says it is going to define what they mean by their understanding, <laughs> you know. <laughs> mm. And what's very hilarious is that every single person has their different perspective, and mm. it's just very, you know, eye opening and mind catching. Mm. So, the word, the magic word that the rest of the other guests was, was using was purpose, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I always reckon to ask myself, what is purpose? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, for every individual, it's different. So I'm just curious, yeah, true. what is your different, what's your understanding of purpose? Purpose, mine will be as cliche as it sounds. The reason, <laughs> the reason why you're existing. And I think we all define purpose differently. Yeah. Though, I'll break it down this way. Uh, I believe purpose is supposed to. I believe your purpose is. Uh, it's more fulfilling if it pours into other people's lives. So mm. if someone says, "My purpose is just to be a musician." I don't think that is purpose. I think that is yes, your gifting. Hmm. It could influence people, but if it does not move people to do better or to be better, mm-hmm. either to better their lives or to help someone else or. I believe that's a, a limitation. And also believe purpose should outlast you in the sense that it grows. Like as a seed, yeah. you plant into someone else, then they grow. Hmm. And then also, you know, they push it forward. Yeah. So uh, that's what I believe purpose is. It's beyond you. It should be bigger than you, you know. Hmm. So either you're going to help people, you know, monetarily. If you're, let's say, if someone who is so good at making money, like numbers are good for you. You know, and yeah. money isn't a problem. Yeah. You know, do you teach people the same skills mm-hmm. or the same? You know, do you also invest in people? If you're going to be a, some someone who inspires, yeah. You know, do you create uh, art or what do you do that inspires people to be better? You know, because it is not just about giving. It's also, I mean, giving uh, physical things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could also be about giving inspiration. Can you mm-hmm. be inspirational? So I'll give an example, like that book by John C. Maxwell. You know. Yeah. In that moment, his his purpose, he believes he's he's an orator, he's a speaker, he's a you know he's a coach and whatever. Yeah. But the book changed my life, yeah, you know, to the extent that I wanted to be a better human being and and. What was the name of the book again? Uh, Make your today count, John okay. C. Maxwell. Yeah. Then I I've, I've used the same philosophy, and probably spoken to other people who have picked up on the book and have read it. You know what I mean? So you see how the purpose in that moment uh, is, is transferred. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, oh, I'm here to just go and train people because I can speak, I'm a good orator, I make money, and that is my purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, I, don't, I, I believe purpose should be bigger than you, beyond than you. It should be b- beyond you. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. 
what are some of the things that perhaps you feel you do on a daily that you know will outlive you and will definitely leave a legacy for the rest of the folks that will get to learn mm-hmm. about you mm. hmm. so I would, I would mention like the obvious things the music that I create I believe it will outlast me you know uh, those are, you've put something into the universe that will forever exist out there uh, but I think even s- s- there are things we should be intentional about like small acts of kindness yeah. you know you know, even if the world doesn't know them on mm-hmm. a large scale, you have changed someone's life. Yeah. You know, uh, th- that's what I want to work like more what, on. Like what kinds of uh, kindness? Well, like just something as simple as feeding someone. Those mm-hmm. are, they're very important, you know. And this goes back to scripture. You know, when I was hungry, you fed me. Yeah. You know, I have clothed, you clothed me. It goes back to things like that and those things that matter to God. You know, mm-hmm. rather than oh, I'm a, I'm a creative. I've produced artwork that will make me be glorified. You know, and I think that is where we we lose it. I we, I, I do that. I create artwork like that. But I think the things that I want to be better at. I know your question was different. Like, what do you do? So I mentioned yes, I do that. I do mm-hmm. the creative part. But I think the thing that I also want to be intentional about is those acts of kindness that even if the world doesn't know about, mm-hmm. you know, for you to someone, you've really made a huge difference. That yeah. They needed immediately in that wow. moment, rather than saying, "Oh, I wrote a good song. You're hungry, but I wrote a good song. You should listen to it." <laughs> no. Yeah. 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 Damn. I mean, it's, I think it's it's the same thing with like most of the creatives, most of the, and most of the people that actually do understand what their purpose is, what their calling is. Because I had the same dialogue with Natasha. Mm-hmm. Natasha Sina. She prefers to pronounce her name. Sinaiobie. She told me that's mm-hmm. how it's pronounced, but most folks call her Sinaiobi. It's like, mm-hmm. hi, But anyway, she told me this same, the same concept, you know, and we're talking about the same thing. Like, you, you literally say it word for word, you know. Mm-hmm. And whenever I jump on here, I keep telling the folks that, man, like, when I'm here, the, the studying is firstly for me, you know, like, mm-hmm. literally, I'm taking notes. I have, like, one page right now of you know, <laughs> most of the gems we've been talking about. Mm. But again, you know, this whole concept of giving and not necessarily having to be in the limelight for it, mm. you know, and like, like if if we actually um, be very retrospectic about how people do things in this day and age, like mm. they want to know that everybody, you know, at least saw what they were doing. Mm. So it's more than just the act of kindness, it's the act of publicity at mm. some point. Yeah, 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 true. You know, and it loses the gears. Like it just, it just loses yeah. it. I think because we want to be glorified, hmm. you know, we want to live in that moment. Like, yeah. you, it's like trying to be a billboard forever. Yeah, like a neon light. Hmm. You know, you're trying to be a neon sign. Hmm. It's, it is uh, very attractive to be honest, especially being a musician <laughs> for me. You know, because that is yeah. how we grow the brand is yeah. by being almost a neon sign. You know. Mm-hmm. See me, I am here. Watch my music, yeah. staying you three minutes and watch my videos. And you know, and because we're always garnering for attention, and there is there's a destructive quality to it, mm-hmm. to be honest. And so, it's uh, a lot of the times, a musician has to, if you're a self aware person, or if you are a person who really uh, is intentional making a difference, you have to stop yourself and be like, okay, what am I really doing this for? Hmm. You know, is there any sense in what I'm creating? Yes, yeah. you're allowed to create for the sake of entertainment, but if 
a huge percentage of what you do is seeny. Bandabe syndrome, that's what they mm. call it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, I just it's, love that word today. Yeah, it's, 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 it really has no point. It yeah. really has no point. Yeah. But again, you know, because someone also argue and be like, okay, so as, as, as a creative, as, as an artist, as a musician, mm. you know, yeah. you definitely need that. You know, yeah, yeah, you do. You, yeah, you know, you need people to, you know, to catch up with what you are cooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, you do. Hey, how can you, how can you necessarily do that, but without having the Wandavi syndrome? You know, like mm. what, what kind of advice would you give to someone that doesn't want to necessarily fall into that syndrome, but still mm. wants to get their juice, you know, sipped on? I think, I think, <laughs> juice sipped on. I, I think, uh, <laughs> I believe if you're good at something, you can't be ignored forever. If you're really, mm. really good at it, you definitely get the attention. It's, I didn't say it's totally bad or all bad. I said people have to be careful, you know, so you don't, it's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. To be something that, is, if it's the only thing that uh, gets your your attention, <laughs> you wanting attention, getting your attention, yeah. it's, a, it's a slippery slope. You start to compromise on a little things just yeah. to be always in the spotlight. Yeah. And the thing is, you do not mean to be always in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. It's unnatural to always be in people's faces all the time. Yeah. So if you're intentionally doing that, mm-hmm. even when you don't need to be there, that means you're going to compromise on particular things. So you'll notice. Uh, and that is why when you look at why celebrities suffer with, with uh, not here, I mean like in L.A., with mm-hmm. uh, the paparazzi, yeah. it's because that is a culture. It's a vicious cycle that has fed into it now. You wanted it at the start, and now you're like, snap. I don't want it, you know, because it's now interrupting your life. Yet, you also know that I don't need to be in the news all the time. But yeah. because it's a vicious cycle that has been created, you love yeah. paparazzi, yeah. taking your pictures all the time with your with your belly, mm-hmm. you know, so to show people <laughs> that you're unfit, like, <laughs> to get news. So you see that culture? It's yeah. a culture that has been created in L.A., yeah. or American media and whatever, or even the sun in the U.K., mm-hmm. and you'll notice... The whole five page, uh, the publishing uh, celebrities that are unfit. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> yeah, regular human beings are That's unfit. So sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? But no one's trying to take pictures of regular human beings like that. But because yeah. maybe the culture has really, it's like a, what they call it, an Ouroboros, the snake that eats itself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, that is really almost the same thing, uh, buying into that culture a lot. So I like it when you find people that. They know that their artwork yeah. or what they create yeah. Yeah. is for a moment, mm-hmm. and they pull out, they pull back. Yeah, you know, it's a balance. It's finding the balance. Mm-hmm. People respect that, actually. Generally, people yeah. respect that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, damn. Okay, definitely, definitely. I mean, you've just given me quite a bunch to think about. I like literally. Mm-hmm. I was. I wanted to take note at the same time. Think. And process, and I chose to just think and process. And I was like, mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. I still have this whole th- joint. I'll listen to it mm-hmm. over again, you know. So I just decided to be present for those five seconds, at least mm-hmm. not necessarily five seconds, but at least 30 seconds. And mm-hmm. definitely, like, it hit me like a ton of books. I mean, I was just trying to process all this, you know, all this reality that mm-hmm. seems to be so not in the limelight, but then is so part of it. Mm-hmm. And many people tend not to understand, you know, it's some concept that, you know, Cavalli King was telling me about. You're familiar with him, right? Who? Cavalli King. No, who's that? He, he's uh, he's an artist as well. Mm. No. Very, 
definitely check him out. His music is really, really amazing. I mm. had the pleasure of having him, having him on the podcast as well. Extremely right. introverted, but very intellectual, you know. And he spoke mm. about the same concept. I feel like at one, like I feel like at some point, at some mm. point, T, I definitely will be able to make a writing on high performers. Because <laughs> you're like the mentality is not so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the mentality it's just you know it's just here there here there it's like five things i'm still trying to get my head around them but i know definitely I'll cut be from the same it. fabric yes the fabric yeah. is exactly the same it's just different mm. individuals with perhaps different ways of going about it but the fabric yeah. is exactly the same yeah. you know but then of course as we come into the end of the podcast my 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 we're actually being jammed by time <laughs> i do have a couple of questions from my only members yeah just uh, a bunch of folks that you know some of your really really big fans mm. and they do have a few questions for you so i definitely won't be able to list them all out because of time mm. i'll just speak out randomly so the first one is jc what does the jc stand for ah jc so that's uh in short so jc canary okay yeah so it's jc canary my name is jc canary muyonjo Okay, Jesse Kanai Muyonjo. Mm. All right. Then the other one is, what's your most memorable childhood memory with your father? Ah, interesting. Uh, it's, it's kind of sad, uh, but it is something that stayed with me. Uh, my pop passed away when I was in S2. It was cancer. And my dad loved music so much. Uh, he was a very busy man, so there's not a lot to connect on because he was really busy. But when he was uh, sick and he was about to pass away, he was always at home, and I was always at home as well. So we began to connect mm-hmm. because we were always close to each other. And he noticed that I knew almost every song that came on radio. Like mm. He was surprised, like, how do you know every song? Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, then, like, I, I feel like he had seen me that moment. Like, wow, he has seen me. My dad has seen me. Yeah. Every day he sees me, but this time he has seen me. He knows I'm a musician. Oh, I love music. Mm-hmm. I was, like, in S2, S1 there. I think S2, yeah. Uh, then after that, he Which told school? me I was in St. Joseph's, Nagalama. Okay. And HSC, I went to Ntari. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, Oliver was in St. Joseph's. Yeah, so uh, at that point, he told me he wants to live long enough to see he, to see his grandchildren, to see ideally my children. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't, but, you know, my for sympathy. him to be be able to open up like that, he was a hardcore man, you know, mm-hmm. but for him to be emotional and open up like that for me, it was one of the most memorable memorable moments. Of course, there's several of him being a father taking you here and there, but for me, that one connected. It landed. Yeah, my sympathies. Yeah. My sympathies. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> tough one. Tough one. <laughs> yeah. And probably the last one. The last one. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite dish? Ah, I'm not a picky man. Wait, be- before before we ask that, can I can I put in a question of my own interest after that? Yeah, sure. Okay, sure, so sure. yeah, yeah, let's go for that one. What's your favorite dish? Honestly, I don't have a favorite dish. I like my mom's cooking though. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is yeah. there anybody that doesn't? I doubt. But <laughs> for me, uh, anything she makes is my favorite dish. What does she usually make for you? Mm, when I go home back in the day now she didn't do a lot of that cooking man. but back in the day whenever I would visit to be an array of things man but I liked her, the way she made peas then there's yeah. that uh, that local 
cultural dish for us. It's uh, dried beef with uh, with the uh, smart mushrooms. Which culture is that? Kamamotoro. Okay. Yeah, so it's dried, very. I mean, smoked beef or dried beef uh-huh. with uh, mushrooms. Okay. Yeah. What do you call like, it? Uh, omkaro. Omkaro. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it really and and <laughs> millet bread, uh, kalo. Uh huh. Yeah, it's an interesting. It reminds me of home, really. So yeah. for me, that is. It's, it's you won't find it in restaurants. So that's why I found my mom's <laughs> cooking. Like you, you didn't, you, I wouldn't tell you my favorite meal is something that you'd find in a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. It's something that is home. Yeah, made from home. Yeah. When was the last time you were home? I think two weeks. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And how's your mom holding up? No, she's good. She's good. Good to know. That's good yeah. to know. Hey, so my question, my selfish question, mm. <laughs> a very selfish question, because I definitely reckon you are a reader. By the way, I I thought of a book I would recommend to your young brother. Oh, that would be good, please. Yeah, The Alchemist. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love it. I love that book. I wonder why I haven't actually yeah. recommended it. The Alchemist yeah, yeah. by Paul Cahello. The, 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 the second name is funny. C-U-E-L-H-O. That's the... Uh, I've read the book, yes. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to send it to him. It's a short read and good. Yes, yes it's mm. a short read, but you can read it a hundred times. Yeah, I'm going to send it to him. I'm going to send it right now after this. Yeah. All right, okay. So thanks for reminding me. <laughs> no worries. Pleasure. Mm. Then I wanted to ask you, so what are some of the books? If you were to gift someone a book... Mm. What would that book be? Man, first of all, I need to know the person I'm gifting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're, let's say you're giving it to me now. Let's make it easier. All right. Uh, Dune. Dune. Yes, by Frank Hubbard. I've been reading the Dune series. I'm on the last book now, the sixth book. Okay. Uh, that book stayed with me, man. It's a sci-fi. I think it's the best sci-fi book ever. Okay. Uh, it, it really... Addresses a lot of aspects, religion, politics, mainly religion, politics, uh, the future of humanity. You know, yeah. Uh, but religion, politics, a lot of religion, politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also sci-fi. I like the science in it. Mm-hmm. I feel like people that I would connect with, mm-hmm. like really, really connect with, I would, I would recommend that book. I've read many books, but I like it's entertaining, obviously. I'm not yeah. going to just recommend self-help books and. <laughs> Uh-huh, yeah. So I'd want them to be entertained. So I'd, re- I'd recommend Dune, especially the first book. Mm-hmm. You know, if you like the first one, then it's up to you to get the other five. Okay. Yeah. So Dune, Frank Herbert is a book I would really recommend. Okay. So I got me two book recommendations. Yeah. Make you make make your today come by John T. Maxwell, and yes. then Dune, Dune. By Frank Herbert. Frank Hubbard, yes, yes. I'll definitely get one of those. All right, so in the interest of time, can we get a f- uh, last words for the folks, and then perhaps we'll call it we'll call it uh, we'll call it an addition. All right. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank you for uh, thinking about having me on your podcast, Hosni. Uh, um, I'm humbled. I really am. People just want you to get your take and your opinions. You have these things in your mind all the time, and people probing and, and getting them out of use. It's an interesting thing. Uh, my last words to the listeners would be, uh, would be uh, trying to get the sentence, the statement. 
count on yourself. It's really not count on yourself. It mm. is, uh, I'm forgetting the statement. I've used this a lot with a friend of mine. <laughs> uh, it's ideally believe in, in what you're doing. It sounds cliche, but I'm trying to get a statement. It's really lost. It just left my mind right now. Bet on yourself. Yes, that is bet it. Bet on yourself, yeah. Bet yeah. on yourself. It's very important to bet on yourself because most of the times everything around you or that you interface with is trying to diminish you most of the mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. So if you're not constantly trying to bet on yourself, that other aspect of life will drag you down, you know, just telling you're not good enough yeah. or are you there yet? Or, yeah, you can... The competition with yourself is you knowing what you've improved upon, yes, but the people outside there who don't know you at all mm-hmm. that you're going to give more attention to and listen to and then you fail to bet on yourself. Uh, I'm just going to give an example. The, the guy that I keep on telling to bet on himself is a friend of mine. Uh, we used to talk a lot last year and he had just gone out of university and he was wondering what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and we meet and talk. He's a guitarist, a very interesting young man and very creative. So he landed, he found his niche. He's What's a, his name? It's called Abita Noel. Shout out to you, Abita Noel. If you're listening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, like, like recently, he he became really serious. He does uh, new media. He creates uh, uses a, a, a software a program called Touch Designer. Mm-hmm. And I'm really inspired by what he has been able to achieve. And recently, one of his works, I think, was um, being uh, exhibited or showed yeah. in a uh, city uh, in a public space in, in Tokyo. Yeah, wow. And this is something that he began doing constantly every day, creating mm-hmm. artworks and posting them on his Instagram. Mm-hmm. He has been on a panel. What's his with, Instagram handle? Uh, <laughs> it's an interesting name. I'll just have to send you the text of the Instagram handle. Uh-huh, okay, I, I just thought we could pub him here so that you know, folks could check him out. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember the name. It's an interesting name. It's not, he didn't use his name. He uses another another tagline uh, but uh now i'll send it to you ah okay yeah so he posts like every day and it got him a lot of traction yeah. and he has been on an interesting panel with people asking him about his his design process and mm-hmm. recently his artwork was being being showcased in tokyo a, in tokyo yeah. in, a, in a city somewhere yeah. something you don't even know ugandans are like I don't know in Uganda doing that right now. Yeah. So for me, the fact that he was able to eventually bet on himself mm-hmm. and and allow and build the process, and mm-hmm. you never know what you can achieve when you do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely, because we are so cut by time. I definitely mm-hmm. had. I felt like I wanted to follow that story up to mm-hmm. a certain point, but <laughs> oh, believe me, it's a beautiful story. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to. I'd love to, but I understand. You do have quite a very tight schedule in your hands, true, so true. we're definitely trying to, you know, pay some respect to that. And yeah, it, do do we have any albums coming in? Is there anything that the folks can expect? You know, of course oh yeah, we, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, what yeah, what can um, we be expecting, and you know, where can we find it? In September, I'm dropping an album. Uh, it's called Afrosphere. I produced it, and I featured around uh, six art, seven artists. Okay. Yeah. So it's September. All right, okay. Let people watch out. Late September. I don't mention the date yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but in any case, the album is already ready. It's on, like the, uh, the the streaming platforms already have it in in the sense that it was accepted. So yeah. it's, not that, it's not that I'll push the date any further. Yeah, mm-hmm. anyway, but 
late September the album will be out. Late September that is between the twenty that that is the twentieth downwards. Yes. Okay. Actually that week of the twentieth really. Uh huh. Okay. So your folks listening in, make sure you go check out the Afro Cipher album. Twentieth, twentieth downwards, just mark the date. It's just ten days, not so much work. Within those days, of course, go make sure you follow his page on Insta as well. It would definitely be on Insta, right? As soon as it drops, you'll definitely put the album details on your Instagram handle, innit? You'll definitely put it in your handle, right? Uh, yeah, I will. I'll put it in my handle. Ah, uh-huh, okay. Uh, okay, I actually said a lot of gimmick. I don't know. I think I somehow clicked the hold, the hold button. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm still getting used with all these devices, but <laughs> Lord forgive me, my exposure mm. is not so much, but I'm still catching up with that. <laughs> it's a learning process. Yeah. yeah, it's a learning process, so we're yeah. definitely, we, we can, you know, glitch here and there. I remember mm. the time I, I run up on a, I, I run up on a, on a recording, and mm. I had not hit the record button. Wow. And we... <laughs> wow. That was back then, like, in episode, I think it was episode, like, uh... 15 you mm. know as with somebody <laughs> and we we started and the conversation was so good and someone something and then like i rarely checked the phone so i went to the i went to the devices and was like okay how much how much time do we have left mm. only to realize that the recording recorded. is at zero 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 hours that, like, that's sad. yeah that was so sad you know yeah. and even <laughs> when we did the recording the juice was not just as Ah, yeah, as the first time, yeah, yeah, as the first time, it's never the same, it's never the same. Yeah, but exactly. anyway, thank yeah. you so much for the time. And thank you, Osni. Yeah, yeah, and thank, thank you. you all for listening and bearing with my glitches here and there. Really mm. appreciate it, and yeah, take care. Thank, right, you. thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good day.